What's going on? Fatherly, though, we go with the sports podcast popping. No, no theme music, no nothing, because we got things to talk about. Yes, we do. Now, first is Villanova. I want to get to um, the football part. Garrett Rogan, um, Joshua Alu Remy. I mean, that's just, that's just huge. Huge. Super huge. I mean, why I say that? Because he's 6'2", and then Alaremi is 6'3". Get a playmaker. I think Alaremi probably, he could play corner too, but I think safety is better with his athletic ability. And Rogan's a cornerback. And I just think with, you know, Jalen Goodman and Elijah Glove, all these defensive backs, um, Isis Wax, Darius Pickett, Christian Sapp, there's so many guys back there that are playmakers. John Roden, Ethan Potter, Ty Trini. Um, Keyshawn Sculptors. I mean, it is a pick of the litter. If I'm missing, it's because I, I, I'm, I clearly, it's, it's just like a pool of talent for the secondary. And um, you start looking at the defensive line, and see, you want what people have to understand about the defensive line. Jay Green is another type of monster, and so is Aiden Howard. So when these two guys are able to, you know, get there, get there, and then C.J. Presley has just been waiting, sitting back there waiting. Garrett Zobel, listen, he's he'll be a big leader. This you know, the experience he brings to the table. It's um so many like that each. Class, it's just been real good. I like recruiting. I'm really fond of talent. And you just starting looking at guys. And like I said, Jay Green and Aiden Howard or something. And Jalen Howard hasn't even begun. Like Jalen Howard is one of those guys. He just has a talent. Like when you look now and you look back to the guys that they had, now you're looking at even past the Lorenzo Hernandez or the Jared Nelson, even though Lorenzo Hernandez transferred. He's a good, talented guys, and uh, even past the Malik Fisher, because Malik Fisher is like he was like next level, and Zobo was the beginning of some good quality recruiting on their line. C.J. Presley, you get a guy like that, he's a motor, a big motor. Jake Green and Aiden Howard, like I said, it's just a lot. Then Bryce Gaines, like those three guys right there, are gonna, gonna really stand out. This is gonna be a real good defensive line in the future because those three talents right there. And then, you, you know, you, you get your lessons from uh, Gary Zobel. But those three guys right there, including C.J. Presley, it's going to be a lot to it. Then um, you got the 6'3", 290-pound, Obina, Noble Bodu. Uh, uh, it was, I told you it was a raw talent when they got him. I would, if they could just tap into the development of him, he has he can be something. He can be something big. You know, he, he can really be a big contributor at his size and his strength. And he looks like a guy, or like he just looks like a guy that's going to be something. I mean, just the guys they recruited, just in their magnitude, like a lot. This is an impact defensive line, and, and the best guys ain't got on the on the field yet. They haven't got on the field yet. What you're looking for is not got on the field yet. I mean, you know, you still had um, had Jared Nelson, you had uh, Malik Fisher, Peter Fallon, um. Guys like that. Fisher was that 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 other type of talent. And you saw what Gaines did last year. 
just in his limited time and how good and special he can be, he's really going to be something for Villanova. He could be a guy drafted in the NFL. He has that type of talent. And you're still, we're still talking about Aiden Howard and um, Jay Green. I mean, this is a real good, this defensive line will finally, because it's, it's always been a solid offensive defensive line, but not that, that you know, the ultra talent that's on this. It's a lot of guys. And, and, and you're looking at Jalen Howard. He might, looking at C.J. Presley and um, Zobel, and Howard, you know, and, uh, and Obina, those are the guys who can play inside. Howard better start playing big because you got some talent that you're going to have to beat. I mean, is he going to get to start nine? He's been there a minute. Is he going to get to start nine? When he's a junior, is he going to get to start nine? Will he be the guy to get it? Or, or will somebody else beat him? There's going to be a, a lot of rotation going on because Green and Howard's going to play next year. And so that's going to be a good rotation whether they come off the bench or not. When those guys get on the field, they can make an impact. Where's Gaines? That's going to be a real good defensive line next year. And just looking at the, the defensive backs. I just wanted to clarify defensive backs and um get to that point. Sculptors, I'm just waiting to see. Listen, that was a good commit right there. I, I'm really into that. Like him and Aiden Howard coming here. You know, when they able to get, you know, guys to the ranked and, and, and recruiting with the stars and Sculptures was a nearly a four-star recruit. Aiden Howard was a high three-star. We're talking good commits. It's always good to get guys like Ricky Ortega. This guy's super talented, which we'll talk about. I just want to talk about some Villanova football because we're leading on to the, you know, the end of this, um, seeing what the, um, you know, they got Luke Daly or, or, or walking on. He's 6'1", wide receiver. You know, he has raw talent. We'll see what he can do. Um, Realistically, um, looking at the Wildcats and looking at they're just built, they're building to further and be good the next year. And the next year, I like how they're like you got to have a good eye for talent, you know. And they're just better now at picking. You know, you're looking at what what it took them to build this defensive line to where it's at. And I'm just telling you the three guys to look at. And it's, it's other, like I say, it's other guys like Presley and Zobo are good and um. But the three guys are Gaines, Green, Bryce Gaines, Aiden Howard, and Jake Green. Real good talents. And then you're looking at Obina Nobobodu. We're going to see what happens. I mean, he's a big guy. Can he become like that talent? I just know the three, those three guys there really. And then everybody else is, I mean, you're looking at solid. Like Zobu is different. Zobu is a he's good. You know, but we're talking about for the future and going on. But Zobu, he's here. He's just a vet. We're looking at the, I'm talking about the younger guys like CJ Presley, you know. These guys are good. It's gonna be a new type of, you know, line and guys have gotten time. They gotta get better and better. Their line's getting better and better. And now when Aiden Howard and Green get there, now it's a different story. It's a different story. Obina's gonna get time. It's a different story. It's a different defensive line. You know, you got strength, you got size. The guys they got when they got Green, Howard, and Obina, when they got those guys, that was good. Then they got Gaines, and that was just just a real good recruiting on this part. And getting C.J. Presley out of Philly, another guy that can – I'm just waiting to see this rotation of the defensive line. They're going to be good. Uh, they finally got that type of talent. And, and um, like I always say, Zobo's the, the one guy you're looking at who I think right now is that guy 
you know, the best the best player on that line will be Zobel right now. But Bryce Gaines, <laughs> Aiden Howard, and Jay Green, this is gonna be real good to see these guys play. And um CJ Presley and Obina is gonna be interesting to see. It, it, this is really a group of I like finally at this point, they're finally at a group of talent like this on the defensive line. I can't wait to see how it goes. And the defensive backs are just they just really they are greedy. They are Villanova, I'm going to say to y'all, y'all are greedy. Y'all just go out and get tons of talent at the, Jesus. And, you know, Pagan, he has more to work with on the receiving than he's, you just give him all types of talent. He's just going to turn it up. Like, you got to be excited by anybody he adds if you, if you realize who he got. And Sanchez is one guy, Jalen Sanchez, is a speedster. He can catch the ball. He can flat out fly. It seems like Pagan's getting used to these guys. Um. It'll be interesting to see what he did with Dupree Bryant, right? But, man, uh, Dupree Bryant messed up, so. But um, Pringle and Hayek are back. And then you're looking at uh, Jaquan Allen, who is, he looks like he's ready. That That's going to be interesting. I have always been big on Jaquan Allen as any Villanova fan, any coaches that have seen my tweet. I am big on Jaquan Allen. He's going to be a problem. Size, athletic ability, great hands, playmaker. To put with Pringle and Hayek, that's going to be crazy. Um, And we'll get to the quarterback. Just give me a minute. I just want you to realize how good their position is. Daniel Lopez, Ethan Carr. These guys can fly. Just them two guys. Size and, and, and speed. Then they think that Daniel Hill, you bring him into the fold. Ooh. That's crazy. Um, we're looking for the quarterback position. I don't know why everybody worried about quarterback position. It's like you forgot where they recruited. If you don't believe in Connor Watkins, okay. Then now to, to 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 soothe your souls, not only do they have Ricky Ortega and Tanner Maddox, they got Jack Ryder, IMG star quarterback. That is a full talented room. Ryder's more of the pocket pass, a great arm. He really can put that ball in the right spot. Kind of Watkins though. Let's let's hold. Let's everybody back up. Kind of Watkins is super talented, dual threat quarterback. Can run the football, throw the football. Can throw on the run. Great touch. He's gonna be a. I don't know. Like I was in the I was in the press box. You know I I know it's just some guys that they're young analysts. Like they just be in there learning. They really don't understand and they really don't follow like I did. Like I I, I knew when they got Watkins that was a great pickup because at that time I just didn't like the the quarterback death was blue cheese. Like it was. What is that? But um, kind of Watkins. Okay, here we come. You know, Quarter Ismail didn't. He just didn't get better than everybody else. That tells you something. Immediately, the quarterback recruiting got better. Ricky Ortega is a is a, is a still a dynamic elite level quarterback in my opinion. He's just a really underrated recruit. 
And then Tanner Maddox comes in with all, I mean, he's a dangerous. They are they are talented now at their quarterback. And then Jack Ryder, you know, everybody had a chance. I think everybody's gonna get their chance to start and be a star quarterback for out of those four. Right now, Watkins is it. If nobody, if nothing tells you more than the, somebody's next is when they get time after the the starting player. Every time Smith went down, it was kind of Watkins. I mean, they're already getting him used to this team. So I think they do good. They got the quarterbacks. Uh, the running back, you know, you, you, the situation with running back Eli Smith. He, he's coming in. He's going to be something dynamic. Uh, Matt Kaluodato, um Matt is a good door. Um, Good all-purpose back and catch the ball, can run, but see, he's not dynamic like the others. So, but but he will be a weapon because of the added weapon he is. Got Dwo Barley, got Ayo Dorajai. That turns big, it really does. As far as other guys, twenty twenty-three, you got Josh K. Um, Cooper King. As you can see, the defense is where they're, they're going. Zion, listen. Zion Tracy's a receiver. They're still after. And he's something underrated. I mean, goodness gracious. He's a dynamic, high-level talent. If they don't find out about him, Villanova will be glad to have him. This man can flat-out fly. And Villanova's just getting better and better. With their team, the linebackers, I want to see how this works. They got one in, in, in a transfer portal. That's going to be the big question. And defensive line. It's going to be two big questions. See how they do. Um, off, offensive line. These are the answers. Everybody wants to know a quarterback. All of them are questions. But the answers, to me, the one that needs the most answering to me is the defensive line. Are they ready? And the linebackers. I think everybody else is ready. The offensive line has got a steady... Rotation. Steady rotation of, you know, doing with some guys that come out right now. Um, but now it's time for some of these guys that they recruited. Hummel and Picard. It's time. It is time. <laughs> it is time, time, time. Time to see what guys is about. Jaden Rollins. James Petrovic, it's time to see. Nothing should be of any concern right now in that department. But we will see. See, that that's one of the positions where you have to wait a little minute before you see who is actually ready. Then walk-ons a lot do good for Villanova in, in that department. That's what the walk-ons Get their name offensive line. Colin Gamrock, Michael Corby. Now we go to I want to get a little bit on Villanova basketball. Big win. Providence, big win, you know. But they're not ready yet. I mean, look. 
the last two games they pulled it out, and that, and that shows a team that can make it and be a championship team. Four teams when you're in Final Four, you are four championship teams, not the eight, but the four. So they can get there, but to win it, to be a national title contender. I want to see them. They're going to have to win. Listen, I said they only had two games to lose. They already lost the two games. They can't lose no more before the uh, tournament, and then you can't lose none. That means you got to win out. This is it. I put pressure on it. I mean, not to say they can't win off of that. It's just that I don't see it. I see a, a Final Four, and that's just it. I'm putting pressure on the table. Pressure. Now, this is it because you're talking about, what, losing seven? Seven games? You can't listen. You got to. This is it. It's time to go in. It's time to go in. If y'all going to make a run, this is it. From now on in, Villanova cannot lose any more games. This is the. I'm talking about a title contender. Y'all be the first people like, oh, he's optimistic. But now I'm telling you what the deal is. Because this is it. I mean, they, they, they've lost some games. I didn't think they was going to lose. And you're just like, oh, well, Big East is tough. But, you know, Villanova, if they was ready, ready, they would have won those games. I'm just telling y'all, like, like they losing to nobody. You know, Big East is tough with elite teams, but they thought that if they are the elite team, they got to go ahead and win out, and that means they're winning the, these four games in the conference tournament. You're playing teams you already played. It's time to prove your worth. Give me so Gillespie 33 points, more than 19 points. Slade is playing more efficient basketball, which is huge. Samuels is just always on the whenever, um, okay. I just don't know how to call him no more. Like, you don't know when he's going to have or get aggressive. You know, he stands back a lot and just let the game come to him, which is good. But he has so much of a, a bigger talent, you know. And when he gets to that level, I think he'll be in the G League. I, I believe that. No question that he'll see what he has to do. He has to be in attack mode because now you got to earn your, your keep. You're just not on this team and you're the leader and that's it. I really feel like he's a better player. I put more pressure on Jermaine Samuels than ever. Like I did last year with Slater and Slater's answered it. Yeah, it's slumps. He's coming back. Like he's, he's here. Slater's not. Now it's like Samuels. What's going on, man? Like where are you at? Where is Jermaine Samuels? Where is Jermaine Samuels? Villanova needs Jermaine Samuels and Brian Antoine. Because if I'm looking at all the teams, all the players, Khalid Daniels is doing what he's supposed to do. Slater is. Dixon is. Moore is. Gillespie is. But I'm looking at Brian Antoine and Jermaine Samuels, and something's missing. That leader, Samuels, is what he can add. The athleticism, shooting from the outside. Okay, we're looking at the, the the percentage, but he can also shoot those shots. He has to still try them. He has to do it. He can do it. We all we all know what he can do. Self-explanatory. And Brian Antoine has to come out the gate. I know we ain't seeing the, the minutes that he's supposed to have either, so let's just kind of clear it up. But Antoine has to, we got to see this explosion. You notice they chopped Longino's numbers down. The, the the now I'm looking at the tournament coming. It's definitely gonna be where Longino might not get that time. It's gonna be Antoine 
uh, Archie Diagono and, and Daniels. Those are the three guys. You just got to pay attention. Because this is it's the time right now for March to come up. And why cut Longino like that? Not saying he can't get no minutes lit moving on, but to do it like that to the point where you only give Archie Diagono and Antoine time, let you know something. They're giving the ball more to Daniels because they're going to need him. He's going to need that sixth starter. Villanova's um, 2022 classes, Cam Whitmore, Brandon Housen, and Mark Armstrong continue to just impress. Real underrated class. I feel like um, Housen's a high four-star, and, and Armstrong and um, Whitmore, the five-stars. I'm looking at two elite high-level players and a dynamic high-level player and Brandon Housen. I just feel like that is a housing that surprises me. I didn't think he was even. It's just a little different, you know, just a little different. I think that, that that's a real good class coming up and they're coming next year. So who gets this time? Well, well Cam Whitmore get this time? I mean, that, that has been the thing. Okay, is it Antoine or Whitmore? That's, that's really going to be something to see. Two five stars battling out first time in Nova. My, my time of watching over. And if you look at the history, I mean, when since five stars have really been looked at, when has it been a battle like that between two five stars for that position? Because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Whitmore and Antoine. One going to come off the bench and one going to start. And that's going to be something. How will Antoine play? Will he play hard to, to that point? Like, And then they got Trey Patterson sitting right there. This is a talented with, with Slater. That's a talented four right there. Next year, Eric Dixon's going to get the ball a lot. He He's probably going to get a chance to average 2010. Slater, yes. It's, he's going to pressure. Moore and, and Daniels. Moore's not going anywhere, but like Moore could go. Moore going where? In this draft? No. Not in this draft. Next year's draft, I, I could see 2023 being the year Moore is out of here. He's shown enough to NBA scouts, and then you've seen him this year. Then So the 2023 draft, they're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's. Because he's going to get time when Gillespie's going, Moore's going to get the ball. He's going to get a chance to score a lot. And Caleb Daniels, both guys can handle the rock. Score. That's going to be a high scoring. That's going to be a high scoring backcourt. What Slater and but they need that. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a. a, a it's going to be. It might go on through the year before you decide who really gets that small four spot between Antoine and Whitmore. Whoever starts, it still could be, you know, the minutes being. But regardless, I think if Antoine, if Whitmore starts and Antoine backs up, he still, Antoine still gets starters minutes. Look at that, you still get that bench, he's the guy off that bench. And you got Longino and Antoine probably off the bench, which is crazy. And Patterson, like. Archie Diacono. Now, Joku is going to be a good team. 
Georgetown's coming up. You got Providence and Butler and UConn. Just, just real tough. Just, you just everywhere you turn, tough, tough. It's gonna make Villanova even more tougher to see who's gonna step up against these tough teams. Every game, it's a competitive team. Top, the top, top team. Not, if they're not in the top twenty-five, they're a, 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 a good team that can beat you. All right, so we go now. We come to the Sixers, and um, it's big for the Sixers right now. I mean, this is just a good look. Um, ever since you know the um, the trade, Sixers went out three and one. They won three games, lost one. I mean. That's scary. People talk like I keep hearing all this stuff from Barkley. Oh, when Simmons comes back, all this mess. Y'all just talked about Simmons. Now he's okay once he gets to the Nets. All oh, this because he's going to be cleared up. When has Simmons ever been better than Harden? Okay, you got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, but when have they ever won a championship by themselves? Now they're together as people that had help winning championships. So they're in the same boat. You just can't say Kyrie because Kyrie's not better than James Harden. In what world? In what world is Kyrie Irving better than James Harden? So while he was tag teaming with LeBron to earn his legacy, okay, he went to Boston. How was he better? He was with two young studs. Imagine James Harden being with us because James Harden had what? Dwight Howard. Come on. Stop it. Kobe didn't even win with Dwight Howard. I know Kobe was hurt, but come on. What happened with Dwight Howard was good, but you can't put that on Harden. Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. Chris Paul has gotten to the same place. You know, he got to the finals, finally. But it took him a minute. It took him a minute. He has this many disappointments with the Clippers as Harden had with... Houston, he ain't have as much help like that. People just came in and then they was gone. Like so, people got to understand. Superstars are superstars, and Ben Simmons is not hard. So what you're getting in, in trades that now you're saying, okay, they got Ben to go with Durant. Which Ben, if he ends up being that guy that can shoot jump shots, then, oh, my goodness, something becomes different. Seriously. But if Ben is the Ben from last year, but just a little bit better, still not going to win. Because Harden is that dynamic score, the better player, triple-double average, and what he has, people expect Simmons to do. Just at 22 a game, if he hit his free throws, he can score 22 a game. If he wanted to get fouled, he'd score 22 a game. This is James Harden we're talking about. You seen when it was 13 and 3 with, with all of them together as a whole. Okay, yeah, but he's not there, so you cannot. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Joel Embiid is the MVP. 
Last year, Harden was a runner-up for one. You know, well, he was in the contention for one. And he almost averaged a triple-double last year like he is this year. You give Joel and B that monster? But the thing is, on the side, there's a young guy that's just, I mean, he's just touching the, the surface of his talent, Tyrese Maxey. To have a guy learn from Maxey, a more hungrier, well, they're just, just faster and more athletic. He's younger, more energy, and can score on you. That's a compliment to Harden. Paul is greater than Maxey. We're not saying that. But as a score, no, Harden wasn't that. Paul wasn't that score that Maxey is. Say anything you want. He wasn't the score Maxey is. But he's a more complete player, more polished score, more smarter score. Because he was a good passer. He, he does so much for the game. Paul does, Chris Paul, but Tyrese Maxey is a rising star. And that is big for a team going for a championship to have a, like Wade was the young star. Like Kobe was the young star. Maxey is already turning, he's going to be back there with James Harden. They're both going to make each other better. Tobias Harris, 18 and 7 rebounds. Like, you get a guy like that around James Harden. They're talking about who ain't going to... That sounds crazy, man. Y'all didn't think that with Harden, Durant, and, and Irving? But now, you know, it's only two people. <laughs> it's only two people. They're, they can back and forth the ball because one has 10.8 assists a game. Y'all sound crazy. Talk about injuries. All these guys have played the injuries. Everybody has. Even LeBron. You worry about that when the game is over. Right now, these guys are ready. With Harden, the hamstring, he's coming back. He's not out for the season. He's coming back after the All-Star break. It's already been clear. So trouble is near. And then you got Thibel. I had a guy on my, on the Twitter talk about Thibel and... um. He scores zero points a game, which is a lie. He scores 5.6. Um, they, they don't tell him to score. He, he can just steady fall back and develop his game. He's shot 35% from three before his rookie year. He's um he's, he's shooting 49%, a career high from the field this year. Of course, it can be better, but everybody knows he's developing. And, that, and you can see the skill set when he hits a three. He's able to hit a three when he's open. He's able to drive through the court. He's, he's able to get his points through rebounds or, or driving through the lane or in transition. But the crazy thing is this. Not one time is he at, at his priority. It wouldn't even be a weakness. You know, for once, when you but for one thing, when you put a guy on a starting five and he isn't given the duty to even have an offensive game, it's because his defense is good. Or it could be another talent. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's defense. And Monty Stable is one of the best defenders in all of basketball. To me, the second to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is still the best defender in basketball. But Monty Stable is number two. And Monty Stable, I think this year you're looking at what he does on the perimeter. He's a better perimeter defender than any even Ben Simmons. It's the fact Ben Simmons can guard one through five. At an elite level, which makes him that much over Thibel. But Thibel was six nine six ten. He would be unbelievably. The, he would be definitely the best. You know, if he was six nine, you know, with two forty, just some weight on him. You know, that that's the state. Ben Simmons is six ten two fifty. 
they would guard people like that. But Thibel is definitely is no two better defenders in the league than Simmons and Thibel. And then you got Joel Embiid. Just guess guy. I mean, what you don't even want to come to the hole when he's around. You got Rudy Gobert, you know. But Thibel is that good on defense to where, yeah, put him in there. Please plug him in there. Some people say Danny Green because he can hit that three. But they don't even need Thibel to be their guy. And there's times he will hit it. Just put him in a position to hit it because he's that good of a defender. So it's not a bad position at all to put him, you know, in the starting lineup. You got guys like Maxi averaging 16.9. I said Tobias averaging 18.7. Joel Embiid's averaging 29 and a half. Then you bring in Harden with 22 and a half, and I think he'll average 25. He'll end the year averaging 25 a game. He's about to clown. So what do you need Thibel for except to play elite defense? He totally impacts the other side of the game, getting turnovers. Turnovers and steals to get points. Turnovers to pass to get points. Turnovers to get the ball back. So you don't even have to use him. One thing the guy was right about, and I have to commend that, they don't even try to implicate him on the offense. They'll just end up giving him the ball, you know. They do draw up plays every once in a while, or he's in part, he's just a part of the of the offensive scheme. And he gets in it, boom, three-pointer. I mean, he gets in, as you can see, five, six, seven, seven. He had four uh, double-figure games, 15, 10 points, 11, 12 points. And they won all those games that he had double figures. So, they just don't incorporate him in there because they want him to focus on defense right now. Just develop your game. His game is now a big part of what's going on on starting five. So you just want him to keep on developing and don't rush him. But then you still off the bench. You got Danny Green. You got Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap is the real deal. He's playing good. You know, he's doing his thing on the bench. You know, you got Furkan Courtmire, Shake Milton. That's four guys right there. You still got Paul Reed. You still got Charles Bass. This is huge, Isaiah Joe. Just look at this team. Everybody look at what they did through the season. The only reason this team is like it is is because they had to play through COVID. You had to bring players up from the G League. Joe had to get that time. Bassie had to get that time like he did in Denver, uh, like he did in Memphis. I mean, Charlie Brown had to get that time. Because the COVID, people had to be replaced, and they came up, and these guys did a good job. And now you have depth because guys had to play because Ben Simmons was out. You had to figure out new ways to play. Doc Rivers is not getting the credit he deserves for the great coaching job he's doing. You know, so um, but what happens is people are thinking that that Brooklyn is going to end up making this big run. That's going to be tough. A lot of confidence. <laughs> a lot of confidence. Um, they won. They lost ten straight. Like, then you gotta see if Kevin Durant's coming back. This is gonna be bad, and I, I, that's another reason why Kevin Durant probably mad because he knew he was gonna be out. He had somebody that was gonna help this team win, and and Harden. Like, where is Kyrie at? He only can come on the away games because he don't want to take it. 
He didn't sign up for that. Like y'all trying to make people be places they don't want to be. That's just what it is. Jordan didn't. Okay, Jordan didn't. That might have been why Jordan won because people kept regular teams. He ain't going against no super teams. LeBron won against stacked teams. There's more talent on teams. It's crazy that people say that you know the, the landscape that was built back when people was getting foul harder is the reason why people are scoring. No, so people didn't score on people when they got hit. They didn't hit them every time up. You might have got physical, but every hard, every hit one as hard as you know the last one. You know you just get physically, you know, in in a match. But you, didn't they got the, didn't they get and ones? Like, it's crazy. I, I just don't get that. It's just looking at the, I think the talent level makes some people jealous. How good they are. Or the freedom they get to go to teams when Oscar Robinson won that years ago. So, look, man. Um, It's crazy. I just feel like... um. It's huge to look at um for our check, go out uh, get out of here. It's huge to look at the Sixers and where they at now. This is a real good team. I think we need to really analyze each player. Let's just start from the bench. Shake Milton and Furcon Corkmiles have been putting in work for their bench for years since Shake came up from the G League. Furcon Corkmiles was the first round pick. Shake Milton was a big time SMU. Uh, he was it was a, one time I thought he was gonna be one and done, but he was two and done. Shake Milton six five point guard. He's a score. He's proved it. Did they need more? Yeah, they need more. Cork Myers, I mean, he's gotten better and better defensively, athletically. He can shoot, score um, different ways. Looking at um, Gorgeous Nyang, I mean, look what he did last. I mean, to have him off the bench is crazy. Inside, did Danny Green at small four. You got two shooters who can light it up. And then Paul Millsap. Every single one of them guys can shoot from the outside. Just remember that. Isaiah Joe, say the 11th player. And Paul Reed, the 12th player. That's 12 guys. Then they could bring Charlie Brown up if they want to. I think Jaden Springer will be the only one not ready. I mean, just as far as, you know, coming in the NBA, I mean, he hasn't been on the floor as much as everybody else. But one guy I think they need to um, address and, and put in more is Charles Bass. He's, he's, he's a big guy, 6'11", bouncy, can score. Just go ahead and give him the rock. This is a good team. This is a championship team. I just don't see, okay, you're looking at all the other teams that's built. How is Brooklyn Nets even going to make a run? They're not as structured as Philadelphia. They're not as coached as good as Philadelphia. This is when you're going to understand that Durant's not LeBron. LeBron can coach a team on the floor. Durant can't do that. So I'm out, y'all. Listen, I'm going to come back. I just wanted to come and, you know, give y'all a pop-up file leader sports podcast, man. Uh, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader.